Hi everyone, and welcome to a CFA podcast about the Preparing Vulnerable People project. My name is Angela Cook, and I'm the project manager. The project began in September 2019, after realising the need to improve preparedness planning for those at greatest risk. And when I talk about someone at greatest risk, I do not mean environmental risk because they are in the bush. I mean greatest risk because of their circumstances. For this project, we have defined greatest risk as someone who is receiving day-to-day support services to remain living independently at home because they may have a permanent or significant disability, chronic medical condition, or they may be an older person who is frail. The project is designed to look at what CFA can do alongside other organisations and people with lived experience to improve preparedness planning for those at greatest risk. Because leaving early is not that easy for some people and will likely require more planning and support. I'm speaking to Tony today to understand her perspective. Tony, can you please introduce yourself and explain your circumstances? Hi Angela, my name is Tony and I have multiple sclerosis. For me, this means that I cannot walk and I require assistance with many functions of everyday life. I donate much of my time to my local MS support group and keep up to date with my profession, that is psychology. I trained and worked as a psychologist for many years. I live independently with support on a property that requires regular work to ensure that I am ready for the fire season. How many support workers look after and support you each day? I have 24-7 support workers assisting me. So at present, I have a team of eight support workers assisting me through the week. So how easy is it for you and your support workers to evacuate your house? It is not easy to evacuate my house. In addition to my wheelchair, I must take my standing hoist with me. This of course requires a vehicle that I am able to ride in, in my wheelchair and also have the standing hoist loaded in too. I need support workers to assist loading all of the equipment and myself into an accessible vehicle. I also need to presuppose and imagine all of the items from home that I might need while I'm away from home. The support workers then pack everything into the vehicle that I might need. It sounds like you really rely on them to help you pack and get out of your home. So what is your bushfire risk risk like where you live? I live on the outskirts of a regional town. I am surrounded by grassland and lots of other small properties. There was a bushfire on the outskirts of town hmm, in 2016 that destroyed one house and was about 100 hectares. That is what makes me nervous. 
Yeah, that would make me nervous too. Was the CFA visit you had for your property uh, advice helpful a few years ago? Yes, the assistance and advice that CFA provided to me was very helpful, especially given that I cannot get out to see all areas of my property. Some of the advice included moving hay bales so they would not present a fire hazard in the event of a bushfire. CFA advice also included ensuring trees and shrubbery were cut back. And how has your fire plan evolved over the past few years? To start with, I had decided that in the case of an approaching bushfire, I would seek refuge in my pantry. I was going to shut myself in and fill my time by consuming the red wine. However, that was before I was utilising a wheelchair. I'm not sure that I can even get into the pantry now. Another idea that I had was to utilise the assistance of a neighbour from a property nearby who has horses. We worked out that in the event of fire, they could pick me up in the back of one of their horse floats. I understand that there could be some serious safety concerns with this plan. Then I started to try and follow CFA's advice and find a local place to go if I left early. We tried the local shopping centre and asked if there was a spot to keep my hoist while we were there. Unfortunately, they said they could not help. So we were back to the drawing board. Gosh, that would be very frustrating. This shows how determined you have been to find a solution. So what has changed in shaping your plan over the past two years? Because I have been accumulating much equipment in my home to help me to move around safely, I now believe that staying at home might be the better option in case of a bushfire. To assist me in the circumstance, I have purchased a generator to ensure that I can power all of my equipment in the event that power is cut from the property. Of course, leaving early is the preferred option to get out of possible fire situations. I feel though that I should be prepared as possible should I need to stay home. In the past two years, things have changed. My husband passed away and my function has deteriorated somewhat, as you might expect with severe progressive secondary multiple sclerosis. Have you got a relocation plan? And what are the challenges for you? Relocating when you have severe progressive multiple sclerosis is not simple. Firstly, I must take all of my required equipment and my wheelchair with me in it. And most importantly, where will I go? Are the designated locations wheelchair-friendly and wheelchair-user-friendly? 
Am I able to take my standing hoist with me? Many locations will not allow me to bring such required items. Would I need to stay in my wheelchair for days on end? Is there somewhere that I can be moved out of my wheelchair? I cannot sit or lie flat on the floor, so a suitable chair would be required. Given that my support worker team all live locally to me, they and their families will all be dealing with the same fire circumstances. What is the likelihood that I would even have support workers available to me? I know some people will ask, well, why don't you move out of a bushfire risk area? But of course, your home has been modified to enable you to move around safely and you laugh where you live and have many memories. It is your home after all. And I think I recall you mentioning that finding suitable accommodation, even if you did decide to sell, is challenging. Yes, finding suitable accommodation is nearly impossible. My experience has been distressing. Most accommodation providers will not accept me. In fact, I don't think there is an option for me. This has led me to setting up my home as best I can, assuming that I must remain here. And this is my home. My husband and I established our lives here. Where else would I go? So what do you think would be most helpful in your situation to help you stay safe over summer? Knowing that I can access advice and assistance from CFA is critical to staying safe over summer. Having support staff that are aware of my resources and equipment to use is essential. Would you feel comfortable contacting your local CFA brigade? Have you tried before? I certainly felt able to contact CFA two years ago when I was feeling so uncertain and my husband was dying. In addition to the wonderful work of yourself, I was put in touch with the local CFA brigade. The local CFA provided advice on making my property ready for the fire season. What can CFA learn from your story? CFA can learn that leaving early is not simple for all people and setting up a location for people to seek respite in a fire situation is not straightforward. The general community consists of many varied groups of people, from able-bodied to unwell and elderly, to those who have physical and psychological conditions. The variety of groups that make up our communities is considerable. After all, isn't this what makes our community great? Thanks, Tony. Yes, I agree. It is the diversity of our community that makes it great. It is also a reminder that we are all so different. We all have different strengths and capabilities when it comes to emergency planning. And your story has really helped CFA understand that leaving early and relocating is challenging for you in your situation. 
that many people will be in a similar situation. And so this has really helped to underpin the project and to ground us in what the experience and circumstances are for many people across the state. So thank you so much today, Tony. And thanks for listening to this podcast about the Preparing Vulnerable People project. If you'd like to learn more, you can jump on to the CFA website, www.cfa.vic.gov.au.